It's the Skinny Podcast, only on Local12.com. Now, here's Richard Skinner. Welcome in to the Skinny Podcast, the special Bengals edition presented by Planet Fitness. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com digital sports columnist and editor, joined by Jay Morrison of The Athletic and Paul Daner Jr. from Sensei.com on the Bengals Beat Podcast. We, the three of us, media official media roundtable here, um, are going to offer you in, in the form that we so often do uh, in the media room offices, in gambling form, you know, for your entertainment purposes only. That's why I'm here. I, that's, I'm the degenerate. That's why I'm here. <laughs> this is why you're here. We finally found, we finally found your, your spot. Um, quickly, before we jump into some real, what I think I've got some good over-unders for us here uh, late, it, throughout this podcast. I do want to run through the news of the weekend because we had cuts and everybody wants to know what's going on. So, uh, Michael Johnson was cut. Wait, Michael Johnson's back? What happened? What? Why is he back? Why was he cut? Uh, basically, the Bengals wanted to keep 54 players, uh, and they wanted to make sure that they kept all their young players. They have kind of an embarrassment of riches, guys. I mean, they have so many young players that I think they could probably predict that were going to get picked up because they've received trade calls for them that they really weren't willing to expose all those young guys that have to go into the waiver system. But a vested veteran like Michael Johnson does not go into waivers. He becomes a free agent and can sign anywhere, including back with the Bengals. So a day later, he does basically under the same deal, basically because those two sides really trust each other. Yeah, and obviously for for Mike, I mean, he knew this was a, this was a temporary thing. Bengals knew it was a temporary thing. At the very worst case scenario, somebody else did sign him for a big chunk of change. Right. He doesn't lose no matter how you go here. So yeah, and I think that's the part. Some of this stuff gets so procedural. I think the confusing part for a lot of people is the injured reserve of of of, and they put Devonta Harris on it today, which means he actually can return after uh, week eight, game eight for the Bengals this season, as opposed to if you were put on Saturday, you're done for the year. So you're right. I think they wanted to carry 54. Maybe, who knows? I, I thought. I think we all thought there might be one more move coming from an IR today. It obviously wasn't. Cody Core was not put on IR, yeah. so apparently he's closer to being healthy. I think that that maybe was thought about. If it was, they would have probably plucked one of their other guys back anyway. So, no, they, 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 they did. They had a lot of choices to make, a lot of tough choices to make. Yeah, you said it. Trust was the main thing there because someone could have offered Michael more money, and, and he – I, I don't know if he would have jumped at that. He's he, he's comfortable here. He came back here after that one year in Tampa Bay. He knows yep. the system. It's a really point, a really hard point in the season to to jump to a new team, learn a new system. I, I just think there was comfort on both sides that they could they could trust each other to that this move would happen twenty four hours later. Mike Mike learned his lesson the first time around. I think that he. I mean, and let's be honest. He's at the end of his career. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he doesn't. He wants to enjoy the last few years. He's got all of his his close friends here. I mean, there's a reason he came back. So, uh, you know, it does is this a shot across the bow of Michael Johnson? Perhaps because to do that, you have to be willing to take the risk that he could go somewhere right. else. You have to understand that. So maybe it is a sign that we are going to see what I think a lot of us have talked about, and I know on previous BBPs, Jim and I have talked about. It's fine to have Michael Johnson on this team, but his his snaps need to be lessened. His his role needs to be less, and you need to have more of Jordan Willis and Sam Hubbard and Carl Lawson out there. Well, it, it, you know, we all do fifty three man projections. I mean, I cut the guy last year. I mean, I, honestly, I, I cut him last year because because of, of the young guys. And, yeah, um, they found a niche for him. They found a niche for him as a as a as a defensive tackle in the nickel. That became a pretty good niche for him. I don't think he. I mean, he ran with the ones in the preseason. I just don't see that moving forward very much this year. I think they find a niche for him once again. Maybe he does just because 
tap the veteran on the head and give him credit, but I, I, I don't see that taking place. Yeah, so yeah. that was kind of the big news. So, so Auden Tate stays. Uh, he was kind of the main beneficiary of this agreement with Michael Johnson, Mr. 54, if you will. Um, and, and so he sticks around for future. I mean, if, a, if one of your top four receivers goes down, Malone, Ross, Green, uh, Boyd, I think Tate is up on game day and he's playing receiver for you, but he's he's not there on special teams yet, so that's part of that. Yeah, I mean that that was too big of a risk to to cut him and try to get him onto the practice squad. They they had to keep him. Um, there were other receivers. The the waiver wire yesterday, other guys got picked Four up. Four receivers went off the waiver. Yeah. I mean, New England is dying for dying, receivers. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, you could have you could have seen quickly a guy like Tate going over there. Or and I mean, Alex we Erickson, saw- if they would have let him go. Nobody's ever had Patriots written on them more. More than now, he is the perfect Patriot. The perfect is he not? Patriot. Yeah. <laughs> you wonder how much tape there was though on Tate. I mean, he was a seventh round pick, so obviously guys weren't or teams weren't that high on him anyhow. And he had that that one touchdown catch against the Bears in the first game. Most of what I think everybody around here was so high on is what he did in practice when which the other circulated teams on viral videos. And Belichick's been taping from Covington in yes, the hotels yes, for weeks. Correct. You know he, he knows. Is. He's got that tape already. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, who knows? But, I, you know, I think when you receive enough calls about a guy that you're like, OK, I don't think he's going to make his way through. Let's do gambling predictions. Let's do it. Because that's why we're here. Let's, and I want to start with the big one that everybody wants to talk about. Are, are your guys' predictions out yet? Have My, you, they, they are not. But I, I'm, I'm going to oh, do this. Oh, I don't di- want no, 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 to bust the bubble. No, no, no. We're, we're, we're doing this, this. I like this better. This OK. Is OK. Well, so we'll have this on record. In case you decide to change between now and when Correct. You, you put, when is your prediction coming out? Probably Thursday. So Thursday, you can hear more about yes. this than you're in. in our, you're yeah, later in the week. Later in the week. I'm sorry, guys. I've no. really screwed. No, no, no. We li- no. This is fine. This this allows us to speak it out. Ours speak out what we eventually will write. Mine are mine are already out there in the Bengals special section that we had that came out on Sunday, which is a terrible time to put a special section out because the the Thursday we had to have everything in because I didn't know who was going to get cut. Right. And, that, that's and all of a sudden, like certain teams look like idiots out there. And you're like, God, they're going to beat those guys. They don't know what they're doing. Did Although I already had an Oakland W before that, uh, before they proved that they were dumb with Cleo Mack. Boy, what are they doing, by the yeah. way? Um, so, anyways, mine, mine are on record okay. right now. Um, so, I'm on the record. I have Bengals at 9-7 and seven, uh, and losing in a winner-take-all battle royal in Week 17 to the Steelers for North title and playoff spot, and Bengals go LL and lose a tiebreaker to the Chargers and go nine and seven. Wow! Yeah, I, 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 that's a good one. Go ahead, Jay. Go LL. You're talking we, we Cle- 16, Cleveland week seventeen. No, maybe. as in they get the L to lose the North and they lose the playoff tiebreaker on, in, with one loss to the Steelers. Okay. So they come in at nine and six, playing the Steelers. A win would get them the AFC North title because I, I this, I'd have the Steelers at like a ten and six area. Yeah, that's right. Fair and. It's going to come down to that game, and they're going to lose to the Steelers because they don't know how to beat the Steelers. They're going to go 0-2 against them again this year, and it will cost them their season. But I do think this team will be playing very well by the second half of the season. I, I, that's my gut on it. I have – so over, under, 8.5 wins. I say over. If, if they are in that position, if they're 9-6 and six going to Pittsburgh in, in the final weekly season, I think they win that game. They, they, they play Pittsburgh much better in Pittsburgh. This is a younger team that's going to really mature as the season goes on. Pittsburgh is an older team. You don't know where they're going to be injury-wise coming to that last game. I think, I think the Bengals would sign up for that right now. If, they could, if you could tell them right now they'd be 9-6 and six going to Pittsburgh with a playoff on the line in Week 17. 
But uh, as just looking at it, not specific to that scenario, but overall, I have been saying nine and seven. Um, I think I don't rule out them getting ten wins if things break their way. But but I think nine. I, I think you set the line perfect. What Vegas has at six and a half. Yeah, which I, is I think yeah. eight and a half incredibly is, low. Yeah, yeah, for all you other degenerates out there, go put money on the over right now. Pound it, and then don't blame me if it doesn't work out. But yeah, eight and a half. I think definitely over. Yeah, I'm, I'm going over. I, I was with you. I already had the Oakland game as, as a win. I. Nine and seven sounds fair. Ten and six is 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 very very possible. There's two big games. The pit, well, three games. The two Pittsburgh games. You can't get swept again. The problem is they keep getting swept. It feels like Pittsburgh absolutely owns them. They have a Steelers problem. Correct. There's no doubt about that. And and I think um, the New Orleans game here at home is one because New Orleans is is a good team. You get them what coming out of the bye. That that to me is kind of like if if you get that one. I think this team does go ten and six, and they're ten and five going to Pittsburgh, and they lose. I do think ten and six wins the division because I don't see anybody really. I, I, honestly, I don't even think everybody sweeps Cleveland. Some one of the three will probably, I, but I don't see everybody sweeping Cleveland. So it's not like all of a sudden you can put two automatic wins for all three of those teams. I think ten and six wins the division. I think the Bengals go ten and six, and I do think they win the division. Wow, you're the division with you and Peter King. Yes, Peter King, who came out today. And I'm telling you, and I, I like Peter, but he rarely talks about the Bengals. I haven't. I, I've been every I week. I read it every week, which is a testament to how good his column is. Right. Sure. And I and I rarely ever have anything where I have to respond to right. or look into because he's talked about the Bengals. And then all of a sudden, boom, he shows up with them winning the North, and Geno Atkins is a Defensive Player of the Year, um, which is which is fine. The Bills national TV game has sold the world on I, the right, Bengals. Correct. One, one half, basically one half of football. All you had to do was destroy those scrubs that Bills were trotting out there on the offensive line, and apparently everybody's buying into uh, the Bengals' defensive front right now. I, the North thing is super interesting to me because I, I Pittsburgh's defense, look, they – did not solve their Ryan Shazier thing. Correct, and that's a big that's a big setback. He was the, always the game changer correct. for them. He was the one guy the Bengals had no answer for as a matchup because they couldn't dump off to the backs because he would just go sideline to sideline and crush them. They couldn't really run the ball, and 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 that really devastated their game plans. So I, if they, I'm with you guys, I think the Steelers games, the Chargers game. Yeah, like team because that because that could be a that could breaker. be your direct right. tie. You right. could be in a right. head to head with right. them. I mean, they're a good team if they're if they don't win, if they don't win their division. Who knows how what, them Kansas City you know are both pretty good. Yeah, Oakland is not. Denver um, is not. Let's move into some of the more interesting ones here. I'll just let you throw out a number. What you think, Joe Mixon yards per carry? I think this is the big one. Um, this is the the one question everybody has after the preseason is. Is this run game going to be any better? It actually, it looked like they took a step back from last year, and they were not good at all last year. Uh, they actually looked like they kind of solved things toward the end of the year. That Minnesota game aside, um, just really couldn't get anything going. There didn't really seem to be much concern about the fact that they didn't get anything going because it was preseason. But um, I, I think Joe Mixon has what it takes to have a really great year. The question is, can the line help him do that? Um, I, I would go 4.0, just go conservative. Uh, I, I think they do find a way to, to start once you get him in a flow and get him going in games instead of just two, three, four carries in a first half of a game. Uh, I do think you're going to see him pop some long ones, and I do think you're going to see him run the ball more this year. So uh, I, I think 4.0 is kind of the standard you shoot for, and I think he hits that on the nose. 
I'm going to go 3.6. I, I just, I, and honestly, 3.6 with 1.9 yards after contact. I mean, he, he's, he's going to lead the league in yards after contact. He's going to have to, to even to get, get to 3.6. I think he, yeah, he's going to pop a, a handful of long runs, and you have to keep giving him the ball. You have to realize it's going to be a 20 carry for 53 yards, and then you hope you pop an 18-yarder, a 30-yarder, a 40-yarder somewhere in there. Don't forget, he's also probably going to be the main short yardage back too, right? Because there's no Jeremy Hill around any longer. So some of that will, will bring some of that down. But, boy, that, that's the one part. I'm just not convinced this team is going to be a, a great running. I mean, if they if they average 90 yards a game running the ball, I think that's a plus because I, I just I just don't see it. I'm, I'm going 3.6. To me, it's the interesting thing about Bill Lazor. And that's not a knock on Joe Mixon either. No, yeah. no. I mean, this is about the offensive line uh, mostly. Um, I think we all would agree if you had a line that was going to open up holes for him, you love Joe, you love Joe Mixon as your running back. Um this is the question about Bill Lazor for me, and it dogged him in Miami, and that was giving up on the run game too fast. And he has so many weapons in the past game, a quarterback that they're going to give a lot of power to to change out of runs and into passes. How much are they really willing to stick with Joe Mixon to give it a chance to work and not get antsy and just be like, this isn't working, let's go with what is. And, you know, Eifert, Green, Boyd, Ross, open it up and throw it. And, and even Joe in the passing game. And Joe in the passing game. And, and I think, you know, RPOs, I mean, the, we saw that in the preseason, throwing throwing the ball to Mixon, in, in the, whether in the slot, just on the outside. I think they're willing to get those guys the ball in other ways. And, and I so yards per carry I still think is going to be a struggle. I, I, I'm right around your area. I think 3-7 is, is, is where I see it landing because I, I just I don't see enough. You know, unless they're all of a sudden going to start blowing people away behind Cordy Glenn because they didn't run that way a lot. No, in the correct. Season. They correct. were trying to test correct. that right side. Correct. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know that the, the line has enough to do it. Um, so that's uh, it's it's going to be. This might be the question that decides whether they win the North. Or yeah, right. Correct. If they can run it or not. Um, okay. Here's a, here's an interesting one because we've seen this defensive line uh, be pretty dominant and they have the potential to be pretty good. Top three sackers. In order, and how many per? It's a good one, go. It is a good one, um, and it goes back to the Michael Johnson question. Are they going to start him and use him in the nickel, or are they going to give that job to Jordan Willis? I think, if not in the opener, they're eventually going to have Jordan Willis over there, and I like him in that top three. I think he's kind of a dark horse wow. candidate to, wow. to get wow. there. <laughs> but, uh, you, I mean, you got to go Geno number one, especially with the with – the, Emergence of Andrew Billings next to him. There, he's not going to get as many double teams, I think, as he's seen in the past. I, I just and with Carlos coming off the edge, I think Gino could have a, a career high in, in sacks this year. And then I think he go Carlos two and maybe Carl Lawson. You know, Marvin's already said they they don't want him to be an every down back uh, or every every down rusher. Maybe he backslides in his sophomore year, and Jordan Willis comes in and, and gets that number three spot. What, give me what numbers? You got numbers? Okay, uh, Gino. I'll go twelve and a half for Gino. Wow. Whoa, all wow. pro Gino. That would be an You're all calling pro. all that pro Gino. That would tie his. That would tie his career record, which is a pretty insane number he, already. He's a guy. I mean, the contract's not going to affect him. He's he's going. I would agree with. That. I don't. I don't see yeah. the contract affecting him. And, right? and with Billings next to him, and the and the what they've got on the outside, I just think it's all opening up for a huge year for him. Uh, Carlos nine. And Jordan Willis, seven. Okay. All right. I'm going to go Carl Lawson, one. That's what I'm going to have. Gino two. And Carlos, three. I, I, Carl Lawson, to me, is somebody Somebody asked me the other day about, you know, would you trade for Khalil Mack? I said, no, they can't afford it, A and B. You've got enough guys there. And that sounds silly because Khalil Mack's good. 
I'm not so sure Carl Lawson can't be in that stratosphere of pass rushers. I think he's he's that good of a pass rusher. Um, I'm going to go with him with 12 and a half sacks because um, I do think his playing time increases. Plus, there are other weapons across that front on third downs that he is going to get single blocked a lot. Um, and if he doesn't, you're going to open up other things. I'll go. I'll go. I think Gino has a big year. I mean, I got him number two. I say nine and a half, and I'll go nine for Carlos. I I, yeah. I, I, I think, and I think some of Gino's sacks will, will be first and second down sacks more than maybe nickel yeah. situation sacks. But I I think Carl Lawson is an elite pass rusher, man. And maybe I'm way off base ready. on that, but I think he he looks great. You know, his numbers were so good, and he hit the rookie wall last year. I mean, the end of the year, he just wasn't as productive. But I, I don't think it's because he suddenly can't do it. I mean, just that just happens to guys. Um, a full season, I mean, he's stronger. Well, not to get you off, but a couple of those games, too. I mean, Chicago game, you're getting blown out. Yeah. Minnesota game, you're getting blown out. So there's not as many pass rush opportunities. If the team either. has the yeah. lead, yeah. suddenly you're in way more chances where Carl Lawson is on the field. Um, and in that position with ear pin back and you're just going nuts. I, I have the exact same top three as you. I have Lawson, one, at 11 and a half, and I'll have Gino with 10, and I'll have Carlos with eight. I just – and I think the difference comes – in Willis, Hubbard, Billings, giving you something like five, five, five. Right, right. Whereas they had, they didn't really have that extra. You know, they had Michael gave him five and a half last year, and some other smattering. But I think in order for them to take that step as a line, they'll you'll see those other guys will all be contributors Correct. as well. On top of having the hammers with two guys with double digits and your defensive tackle getting ten. I mean, that's a big it's a big year. And I know it's a bad example because Buffalo's offensive line was so bad. But that that's kind of what I envision at times it, yeah. is it comes from everywhere and and you just have no answer for any of it to be honest yeah. with you. You'll always be exploiting another team's Correct. weakness because you've you've got a mismatch. Uh, I. I mean, that's that's where this team becomes. Oh, okay, they could do some mm-hmm. things because of those guys and what they're able to capable of doing up front, and you know, a lot of that's health related too. Um, okay, defense ranking in points against. You know, the Paul Gunther stat. Don't judge me by, by anything yards. except points against. I don't want to hear about yards. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear Jay Morrison ask me again about fumble recoveries. <laughs> <laughs> Then get a couple. <laughs> no, that's, exactly. that's exactly it. Uh, and they had two. They had two the other day. How about that? Yeah, well, um, it'll, it'll be another. It'll be another year and a half before they get one. <laughs> so, uh, what's your what's your thoughts on that? Where's your number on that? that? This is a really tough one to gauge because, again, if if they're getting ahead in games and and they're pinning their ears back and and other teams are going to be passing a lot, they, they they could possibly get some leads and you're giving up those garbage points at the end. Um, I, I'll say, eleventh. They'll just be right on the outside of the top ten. I, I like that, but I was, I was thinking twelfth. I'll, I'll stick with twelfth. I mean, I, I, I do think this this defense can be elite. I really do. But you're playing some really good offenses too. You're playing those teams from the NFC uh, South. Carolina's got a pretty good offense. Saints have a pretty good offense. Atlanta has a pretty good offense. So you're, you're facing some good offense. Honestly, you hold them to 20 to 24 points. You've probably done actually a really good job against those offenses. So, yeah, I'll, that, that's about enough. I'll, I'll say 12th, um, but I do think it's a, it's, it's a very good defense. Very yeah. good. I, I get nervous about some of the youth on defense. And Jesse, depth in Jesse some spots. Jesse Bates and depth at corner. Um, you know, look, there's no way – that you're getting 48 games out of William Jackson, Drake, or Patrick, and Darquez Denard. No, I just, there's and that, no and that, way. And that's, exa- that, that's, and and that's a scary you situation. You've got Tony McRae and Darius Phillips right now, unless they go get somebody else. And Darius Phillips simply cannot cover. He's not there yet. Um, he's there as a, he, I as guess, a return an man. asset in the return game. So, to me, 
uh, that makes me real nervous that they could get exposed real quick with one cornerback injury and then a rookie at safety and what have you. However, they can rush and they can cover. And that's what this league is all about. From the from the start of the season, yes, at the very start okay. of the season, yes. those two things they have in yeah. place. You're right. Uh, so I will. I'm going to put them in the top ten. So you know, because it's it's hard to judge injury. It's hard to know right. outside of the fact that they'll probably will lose some guys. So I'm going to put them. I'm going to put them seventh, and say that I I just think this league is so much about getting after the passer that I think that they're going to do it. And other and William Jackson can shut down the other team's number one and make yeah. them real uncomfortable, throwing the secondary targets quicker than they'd like to. Um, so we'll see how that plays out. All right, this is my favorite one. <laughs> Bigger number. Andy Dalton touchdowns thrown total total or Christian Hackenberg touchdowns or Christian <laughs> practice squad guy practice squad QB guy I know you're out there I don't want to hear from you you're worse than McCarron guy because at least there was some legitimacy to yes McCarran there guy. was yes there was I'm not gonna, I'm not, I don't want to I just don't want to do that right now all right I'm going to go back bigger number Dalton touchdowns total or times sacked now he was sacked. 42, 42 times, times. Like 41, last yeah, year. 42, I think's right. You, the hope. He's not throwing 43 touchdowns this year, I can tell you no. that. The hope is that he will not get sacked 40-plus times there's, again. There's hope. That, you, that that number would be in the 20s. And the hope is that this offense would be so potent that he's in the 30s, that he's in the 30s with touchdowns. What will be higher? I, I say Dalton touchdown passes will be higher. You look. Uh, I know the preseason is what it is. It doesn't mean much, if anything, but – the, the Bengals led the NFL, or led the AFC in fewest sacks allowed. And we talk about how this offensive line hasn't fixed its problems yet, but that was a positive from the offensive line in the preseason. Um, I think that continues in the regular season. And um, I do – I think with all the weapons Andy has around him, um, I, I, this offense has to be better. And I, I just think – I'm not – I don't know if he's going to go way beyond it, but I, if, I, if I had to bet either side, I would go Dalton TDs. I'm going Dalton TDs as well, and I think your point's a good one because as much as they didn't run block, they I thought they did a really good job pass blocking, at least the first unit. It, it, Andy played what amounts to what is a full game, basically, in the mm -hmm. preseason against ones. So it's basically ones against ones. And you can argue whether those ones you're playing against are great ones, but it's still ones against ones. How many times did Andy even get touched? I mean, not sacked. I mean touched. Yeah. Some of it was getting the ball out quickly, um, having those weapons to get it out quickly, too. Um, but... I thought their pass protection was pretty darn good in the preseason. I'm going. I'm going, Andy. I think it will be 30, 31, 32 touchdowns and twenty five ish sacks. I think they do take that big of a big of a uh, a step forward in that department. I think they cut that sack total way way down. Sacks. You're going sacks. Sacks. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Think you're, so. you're not. You're not buying what you saw. I'm not. I'm not buying preseason. Offensive line, not and that's fair. I saw and that's fair. Hart. I saw Bobby Hart. I know I did too, and I, I, I saw him block. But but okay, the, the thing <laughs> is though, last year you had two tackles, for the most part. Yeah, now you've got it. Now you've got one. Now you've got one, and yeah. I mean you can you can help that one. You yeah. can't help two. You can help one, and they you have a center. Because and before, they have a center because you couldn't you couldn't help the tackles because you were helping the center. Correct. And now <laughs> no right. I, I agree. I mean, that Billy Price better. was really good in pass protection in in, I, I in a preseason. He did not give up a pressure. I look, I'm I'm I feel you on that. I still see teams exploiting the right side of that line and going after them hardcore, sure. and and I see that being an issue. And I don't. And Cordy Glenn's health is also it, it, out it, there, and it's legitimate. That's You're right. Also, that's a thing right. That's out there. And that's legit. You got a boy he out there. Uh, Ooh, we know, boy. Or Fisher. Ooh, boy. We know. We know what that looks like. And 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 I. They're going to be throwing it more. I think. 
I mean, despite all we've talked about the run game, I think they're going to struggle and they're going to have to throw. Yeah, I think they are. I, I think that's that's right. And I and I don't. I think Dalton will throw twenty some touchdowns, but I still think he'll get sacked thirty times. So I, I don't think he'll cross the thirty mark in touchdown passes. But I do think I do think the the, the sack number will. I'm go going thirty two touchdowns, 25, 25 sacks. Those those are my two numbers. You are rosy boy. You are just Mister Optimism. I, I, went three, I, I, went, I don't know who this guy is. Wait, I went three point six on the mixing yards per carry. For that's a yeah, terrible you, number. You've, you've got him winning the North and throwing thirty touchdowns, sacking sixty one times. Jeez, <laughs> this is going to be. A, you got. They're going to run away with the North. Uh, it's not even going to be close at this uh, rate. Oh, oh yes, an, it will. An interesting element of this debate is. I mean, we all know how good Geo is at blitz pickup, and and. How how much better is Joe Mixon going to get at, at, in his second year? Right. That's a, that's another area that that could help cut down on those sacks. Uh, Geo's just remarkable. I mean, for his size, the way he sticks his nose in there and, and picks up those blitzers, uh, that's another way to trim four or five sacks off the total. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay. Um, total games played. I'm going to reel off one at a time. We'll discuss each one. Vontez perfect. Obviously, twelve are on the table. Total games played. I'm going first. Eight, eight, eight. He's he gets hurt. He's gonna get hurt. He's gonna he's gonna hit his noggin again and be gone for two two weeks here. He's gonna twist an ankle there, and there's always the looming possibility of another suspension. There is. I mean, there, uh, eight, really and I'm is. probably being rosy when I say eight. You probably are. I was gonna. I say ten. I'll go even rosier. I just. Uh, yeah. He he may. I think. I think a suspension is. As crazy as it sounds with him, is not likely. I, I think he, the light's gone on a little bit. No way. No, you no don't way. think so. No, no way. way. The light no is way. so off. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he he has. I mean, he has to be more cognitive of of with the new helmet rule. Who, who, I, I mean, who are we talking about being? Got, who are we talking how about? How many years? Being? How many years do you need to minute. understand that they're gunning for you? I mean. So, but yeah, I mean, maybe an injury here or there misses a game or two. Um, but I, yeah, I think after the after he comes back from the four games, maybe miss another two the rest of the year and, and plays ten. I mean, he's had so many concussions and so yeah. many that we don't even know about. To be honest with you, correct. That I don't think it takes very much for him to get concussed again. And I'm not trying to say that lightly. I think that's the real that's the main issue for me. He's already got an injury, by the way, that's kept him out the majority that's, of the preseason that we're not even discussing yet. Correct. So I mean, he comes I, back 307 pounds. Well, we don't, you know, you don't know. I mean, that would not exactly be unprecedented. So I, I'm going to say six. I say he plays six games, some form of suspensions and injury, and and who knows? I mean, I'm going to assume he comes back in week five, but what you know, right. may, maybe that counts as like a half game because he only plays about thirty snaps or twenty snaps, something like that, because he's maybe not fully ready to go. Um, that's that's right. I just see this being a troubled year for number fifty-five. I do too. Um, Tyler Eifert. This is the one I just – this is where the history plays in. You just – you can't go high. I, I'll i say eight. I'll give him half a season, and Ro- I think that's, that's rosy. That's, yeah, that's that rosy. I'm going rosier, actually. But that's rosy pants. You're going rosier than yeah, eight? Yeah, I am. I, I'm going to go 12 because I do think – maybe this is my own thought of what they should do, but I think they will do. I think you're going to see him – not play a ton of snaps. I think you're going to see him play in Correct. certain situations. You're third and seven, he's going to be on the field. Red zone, he's going to be on the field. Um, doesn't mean he's never going to be on the field on first and second down, but Tyler Croft will do the heavy lifting for you in those circumstances. He will be the guy to be on there if you're going to run the football. And that doesn't mean you're telegraphing things that, that, hey, here's your run tight end, here's your receiving tight end. But I do think they're taking a lot of snaps off of Tyler Eifert. They've Correct. talked about having a maintenance plan for him, and I think that's part of it. And, and look, 
I asked him uh, when he was first coming back, um, he took a couple of hits in the very first practice, and I said, you know, did you feel anything? And he said, he said it's never been me catching the ball and getting hit. It's been other things. He got hurt last year run blocking. That's where he got hurt. Yeah. Take that away from him. Take that heavy lifting off his plate, and I think you get more, more games, maybe not more snaps, you get more games out of him. I'm going to go 12, and I could even be talked into 13 or 14 if they do that. They are going to do a maintenance plan. We know that much. I mean, it's it's not going to be. I mean, Marvin laughed at fifty snaps. Yes, correct. Laughed at correct. It. And you know, he averaged, I believe, the number was fifty-seven in twenty fifteen a game, something like that. I have to go back and double check. But it was yeah, it's it in was, my story. It was well over fifty. I, I know yeah, you've heard those numbers we had too. The numbers. Jay. We both had. We all the numbers. So, but anyway. The fact is, I, I think he'll be more around the 35, 40 yes. snaps a game is probably where he lands, somewhere in that area, in the 30s. And so that would say that potentially he will last longer. But, I, man, fused backs. I know. I, I just, it's hard to see more than eight. I, I, I'll, I'll be with Jay. I'll say eight, too, and, and just think he makes he makes it through half a season. Maybe Maybe he is back at the end of the year. I mean, maybe he misses five, four or five in the middle with a bruise or something like that, and, and he makes it back. I mean, ideally, that's what they need, is they need him around in December. If they were to make it to the playoffs, they would need him in the mix. So the one thing I, I will say is, is if it is around eight, and, and I'm not telling you guys are, are off base by any stretch of the imagination, if it's eight, I even think it would be less than that. I think if he if he gets hurt... It's either he can do it or he can't. Yes, correct. Yeah. I think that's exactly where we're at with him. Well, the yeah. thing, too, is I mean, we're, the position he plays and with the, the new rules trying to take the head out of the game, he's going to be taking a lot of shots in that back. You're, and that's fair. And that's, I mean, one one good shot, and like you said, it, backs are questionable anyhow. One good shot, and that could he could, it could have could come in the opener. So, yeah, yeah I, I just I can't see him getting double digits. Not to mention every other... Body part he has has been yeah, basically broken. Yeah, at we, some we point. actually joke. We're not it's, even we're, discussing we're, everything else. We're a macabre group. We we actually joke about the about having the Tyler Eifert operation game. I mean, yeah. remember the old operation game? Absolutely. You could have a Tyler Eifert and, and just a different body part has been worked on, and that's. I mean, I know when you watch football players and you see the you you, you don't even think in those terms of guys getting cut on and and, and surgeries. Man, the human body can only take so much, and, and he's taking so a lot. Yeah, no doubt. All right, John Ross. That's another tough one. Um, his injury history says not a lot, but he, he, it just seems so much different this year than last year. Um, I, I do think he finds a way to to get double digits and in, in, in maybe as much as thirteen or fourteen. I just it just seems like a different year for him. Um, last year was so bad. Um, the, the thing, I mean, his biggest issue hasn't been health; it's been hanging on catching the ball. Uh, but they're not going to bench him. Um, I, I think if he does find a way to stay healthy, uh, definitely could get up in that 13-14 range. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going the 13-14 range too. I, I, I mean, if, if the drops become literally, if it becomes a drop a game, which is kind of what it's been, or at least an error game, then maybe. But I mean, the big play potential that he gives them, they just, they just, they don't, they don't, they didn't have that. Other than AJ Green, they don't have that. He gives them that. Um, and I, I, I don't think he gets exposed on a lot of crossing routes. Um, you're not going to ask him to go over the middle very often. Um, so I, I'll, I'll go 13-14 I'll go games, somewhere in that. I'll say 14 if you need a definitive number. 16. All 16. Six. Okay. I was impressed. They trotted him out. I think he played, if not the most, top three of any player on the on the Bengals in the preseason. I mean, they clearly were like, we want John Ross. Play him, play him in game four. Uh, they played him in game yeah. four. They want him out there playing, being a football player, taking hits, getting used to taking hits and recovering and coming back the next week and feel like a football player again. And I, and I think he responded really well to that. 
And I I feel like he is going to have the bounce back year, and I think he stays healthy. Now that he'll have some gruesome break of his leg or something week one. But, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I really do think – that he's going to leave a lot of the injury chatter behind yeah. him this year. He because I'm I like I feel the same way you do. I just feel everything about it feels different this year than it's had. I mean, last year this time he was still battling. He had yes. multiple injuries he was working through. Well, got right? hurt the last game. Got exactly. hurt the last preseason game. Exactly. So yeah. So I you know I I think that they're in a good place with him. Uh, all right, uh, AFC North final standings. We've kind of touched on this a little bit, I guess. Um, but do you have your AFC North final standings in order? Uh, Pittsburgh, ten and six. Mm-hmm. Bengals nine and seven. Cleveland, six and ten. Wow. Baltimore six and ten. Wow. wow, that's big. I'll go Bengals ten and six. Pittsburgh nine and seven. Baltimore eight and eight. Cleveland five and eleven. Okay, I have I have Pittsburgh at ten and six. I have the Bengals at nine and seven. I have the Ravens. At seven and nine, and the Browns at four and twelve. I think we're very optimistic on the Browns. We're very bullish on the Browns, aren't we? I mean, we we're giving them victories. We're giving them victories. That's bullish. It is. I mean, no, that, I know. I know. I mean, that's a big jump. One I mean, win in one win in two seasons. I mean, there's lots of wins on the table right now. Correct. You guys were talking about the schedule earlier about the Saints game, the Chargers game, the Steelers games. What people forget is the, the Browns games. We've seen how many times in the years where the better team loses in that battle of Ohio now the last couple of years it hasn't been that way because yeah, they've been, been so bad right. that the Bengals have just kind of steamrolled them but you know if, if they're a four and 12 team this year and they one of those wins is against the Bengals that could be what what keeps the Bengals out of the playoffs sure absolutely I mean and I do believe there's a good chance they see Baker twice with Cleveland on the back end yeah, of their, so yeah. that that their tie rod will be yeah, by, by uh, the time by that time it'll be the end of the tie rod experiment and possibly the end of the Hugh experiment I would say will we see Hugh on the Spangles sideline, <laughs> what sideline will that's, Hugh be on when they play? When Cleveland. the Bengals play the Browns. Oh man, that's is a, the question. That's a, and that is a great question because <laughs> I'm telling you, if it's, it's it basically to me comes down to the question of neither will he get fired. Neither because Marvin will put him in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> Whose helmet is on his polo? Uh, okay, there you go. Is the hmm. question? Is the question? Oh boy, how bad does it have to get for him to get fired? Not, oh and three. Oh yeah. Oh and three because they play the Jets on a Thursday, Thursday night. night. That is the that is the you do not want to play those early season Thursday games. It has gotten so many coaches. And, and the Jets are arguably it's like three years in a row. Right, the Jets are arguably the worst team in the in the and, and, in the and, and they, they arguably have, and they open with Pittsburgh and New Orleans and New Orleans. So they could be zero and two. The mm-hmm. Jets are bad, and and the the walls are already closing in on Hugh. He's just the bus driver. You know, he's just driving the bus. Todd Haley's calling wacky plays because he wants to be the interim. Greg Williams is. <laughs> Doing God knows what the hell that guy ever putting does. Put the safety sixty four yards they're, down they're, the field. They're both trying to work behind him with with the Haslam to take his job. Yes. And if they lose and go zero and three on a Thursday night, he's done. I, I, I think no doubt. that would be it, and I think he would be here pretty much immediately. Pretty much and immediately. In some sort of offensive consultant role yes. or something. And then Bill Lazor gets to look over his shoulder for a while. Yeah, you don't like that if you're Bill. No, you don't. Bill's Bill's rooting for the, the Browns to get that tough. Yes, <laughs> this has been a special edition of the Skinny Podcast. Presented by Planet Fitness.